0: This is the Tar Life Podcast from Team Anderson Realty.
1: Thank you for joining us, Tar Life. We have my co-host, Melody Tate, the beautiful Jennifer Stewart, and my husband, Man. Dr. Anderson. Whoa. I finally With made Anderson it the big Chiropractic time. Chiropractic Center. Representing. That's located right. in Holly Springs. When did you open?
2: We opened up our practice in 2010.
1: 2010. So we have
2: been there for a while. It's
1: been forever. Mm-hmm. I do recommend him. He's a great chiropractor but we're going to go into we went to Greece with Chad, Dr. Anderson, Mel and Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And so Greece was Chad's favorite it was place. Awesome. They were
2: all amazing places, but Greece mm-hmm. Greece definitely took the Out prize. Out Ireland,
1: Greece and Egypt. It was Greece. I think we all have a little bit of our heart left in Santorini. Oh yeah.
0: That was For awesome.
1: Sure. But we have to talk about well, the the hike that we did. It was it. Mel's <laughs> first hike ever. Yep, my first. So one. Mel was she was a brand new person when it comes to hiking. She, How how long had you hiked in the past? Mm, maybe a couple. Of, I, I would go down to Raven Rock. Just local stuff. Okay, just so, little yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think Jennifer is the one that had the most hiking experience. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Chad and I have done some we've done hiking. Some, we yeah, some yeah, we, we've done some hikes. We've yeah. done some hiking yeah. We've done some hiking We've
2: done very pregnant. poor attire.
1: Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. you're wingers. Weren't we're you pregnant? pregnant? Oh, I was pregnant. Yeah. yeah. You picked the hardest so, trail in uh, North America. And I wore
2: Sperry's and she had, what's up? Oh,
1: what? And I kept falling and slipping and chats. I'm like, don't even assist me. And he's like, ooh, Erica's so bad. Well, I did <laughs> let her pick the hike
2: because she was pregnant. So I figured I would let her pick the hike. No, and she, you
1: picked it. You picked it. Well, I said, I the, here's three choices, which one. And he yeah. picked the hardest trail in North America. Did you America. get blisters from
2: that? It was, it was, it was a rough yeah. hike. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I had sausage fingers, and oh, uh, oh it yeah. was so. And the heat was intense, but
2: it was we hadn't though. done
1: anything that intense since that was six years ago, seven mm-hmm. years ago, and so. so Diane, what was worse,
0: Santorini or Hawaii? I'd
2: say Hawaii. That was, was Hawaii
1: was the most treacherous. Okay, but Santorini, that hike made it feel like it was never going to end. Okay, so for those that have no idea what we're talking about, my aunt- Diane, who's our office manager, she loves hiking and being outdoors. So Mm -hmm. we were going to entertain her idea of doing a hike. And we had this thought that it's probably going to be like two hours. She was like, it's not that far. It's just like a little bit. And so we were so game for that. And then we started our trail. And before it even started, it took us, what, 45 minutes from the hotel? Oh, yeah, yeah, because
3: she didn't she didn't take into an account that the trailhead started, like, in town. No, mm-hmm. she, like,
1: took it. She just didn't tell us because she knew that we would be like, ah, oh, you know. So
3: I think it was an hour. So, so then Buddha we added, like, at least, least a mile a, and a half onto yeah. Yeah. On to- And
1: so we get to the trailhead. And she goes, you see, way yonder hey, in the distance, where the clouds are, and you couldn't see anything. <laughs> that's where our destination
3: is, and we're gonna <laughs> walk
1: there. And we were
3: like, "What? This is like mountains." Oh yeah. Oh, it
2: was it was a crazy. They were train.
3: cobblestone roads. that yeah, it was all different types. of terrain. so mm-hmm. we. It was
1: an arduous journey.
3: It was.
1: It was like you just felt like you were. I don't know. With Moses walking for, <laughs>
2: but having good you shoes 40, made yeah. it 40 made it so much days easier. and
1: 40 <laughs>
0: nights, yeah, or whatever whatever my feet shoes. were were swelling. My toes were so it was pushing up against the top of my shoes. Yeah.
3: So. I was once again in my noble, noble, they've gone <laughs> all over the world with <laughs> <of> me, and <laughs> <in the water. laughs> not all terrain mm-hmm. sneakers. They're not, but they worked well. They
1: work. They work. I mean, even in the Grand Canyon in the snow. I mean, yeah, you know, Yeah, That's they're right. very, very let's nice. Mean,
0: let's not forget to mention that we had. One bottle of water each. Oh, like, yeah. We were yes. not prepared for this at all. But like, we
1: had to make it to by sunset because there was going to be a beautiful sunset mm-hmm. in this town that was kind of like in a peninsula of the island. And so mm-hmm. we started booking it. Yep. And Jennifer, Chad, and I were like, we got this. And, and, and Mel the was like, was like <laughs> you know, we could just stop and we could just have, oh, like, yeah. wine or go to, a, go to like, a yeah. restaurant. And yep. we really don't need to do this. And we were like, no, we're doing it because Diane. And she had her friend Vivian. Yep who just got finished with her cancer treatment. And I was like, I wasn't saying she couldn't do it because she has raw, will. she's German. Mm -hmm. But I was like, are you sure you can handle this? And she was like, if you can handle it, I can handle it.
0: And so- We kind of split up in little little groups. Oh my gosh. You three together, me- and then those, two. yeah, they so, were end. Like, the I'm like, as long as they
1: don't catch up to me, like, I'm good.
0: Once cause... you
2: found that right pace, you had to right, keep on yeah. going. Oh, Once you slow yeah. down, it, yeah. it made it, it made it rough. Oh it my rough.
1: gosh. And Vivian at one point thought, Erica did not walk this whole way. Mm-mm. I'm convinced that she took a taxi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up having pictures yep. of mm-hmm. the church that was above, like, right before we descended into the peninsula area. Yeah. And I was like, we had pictures. We yeah, had it was,
0: evidence. It was great. It was really fun. We did it, and the we best finally. Part of
1: that was
3: the end. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Line, restaurant. What the was views. the name of that? Restaurant? Mia's. Mia's. Oh, that yeah. oh
1: my gosh, gourmet! I have olive oil from there. Wow, it's so good. I'm
2: normally not a real adventurous eater, but that octopus. The, the it, octopus was good. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. It was really good.
3: good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the view was beautiful. Oh, oh
0: sunset yeah, I think was was it it. blankets. Mm-hmm
1: Oh, and it was still freezing, but we were outside with the beautiful water view. It made it so our mm-hmm. our little feet were swollen, and you could feel the cobblestones every step.
2: It oh, was yeah. definitely
1: yes. it was rough. Yes. Knowing that
2: we were driving back made it nice. Knowing oh, that we didn't yeah. have to Absolutely. do it again, yeah. yes. so you
1: know. Really <laughs> not, not not oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, but maybe and nice Diane reward. did it. You know, Diane would have totally beaten us. Like she oh, is yeah. just an amazing shape. Like yeah. if it wasn't for her friend. She mm-hmm. would have passed us. She would have run circles around us.
2: Oh yeah, it was.
1: But it we was did real. a good job.
2: We did. It was mission accomplished.
1: So. We did it. it, and I good. think that was our last hike uh, of the entire trip. Okay, like yeah, true yeah. hike the trip. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> well, we did a mini hike. Yep. Then Santorini was hardcore, and we didn't do much in Egypt hiking. Yeah, wise. we really couldn't
2: venture outside the no. compound a no. whole lot.
1: Mm-mm. No. So.
2: You the bomb sniffing dogs and everything kind of <laughs> kind of ruined that vibe. I mean,
0: I would do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would do. But it. we've done hikes since then, have yeah, we? Utah. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. And then we did one in. In Mel yeah. loves extreme hiking, so if you can, if you're put not going to die. Yeah, yeah, I'm just
0: not going to That's right. Windows. That's just, yeah. Dying, we don't do it. She doesn't <laughs> want a leisure hike.
1: She wants to feel like she's struggling and yes, suffering. Exactly. Yes,
0: exactly. That's our motto. If you can't die, we don't do it. Yeah, sure. and we're wingers. <laughs> we're going to do whatever we want
1: to do on a whim. Wingers. That's right. So, yeah. anyways, Dr. Anderson.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Tell us where you went to college.
2: I went to undergraduate school at the University of Cincinnati. And then I did my chiropractic studies. What was your undergrad? My undergraduate degree was in exercise exercise physiology. Uh And then after finishing undergrad, I worked for a little while at Xavier University as a strength coach. And after working there for a little while, and I really enjoyed the work, but after being up at 5 o'clock in the morning for the women's uh, volleyball workouts, being there at 7 o'clock at night for the men's basketball team, I realized that this isn't something I want to do forever. So I figured it was time to think of something to go back to school for. And that's what kind of led me to chiropractic. Ah. And then I went to a chiropractic college at Palmer Palmer College of Chiropractic in Port Orange, Florida.
1: My nice. stepfather is a chiropractor. I call my stepfather, he's not legally anymore, but he's always gonna be my stepfather. He went to life, right?
2: It's another great school.
1: Yeah, he went to life in Georgia. And he has always said that Chad was the best adjuster that he's ever had. Ooh. And so, but I will say when Chad first started I had a lot of critiques. He had a little he had a <laughs> little bit to learn. So, I want to say that I helped him adjust better. She did. She did. I give myself <laughs> all the credit on that. But when she
2: would critique my adjusting, she she really came at it from a place of love. She was very,
3: very, you know, you guys I'm know sure. her. You guys know her. Was
2: very, uh, she was very, very nice about so was the way she did so cool. it. it was really tactful. I think
1: you're going to break my jaw. Yeah. I think it's dislocated.
2: But it came from a place of love. I know. Yeah. I know. I had to
1: practice. So That's right. Like, hey, I need to practice on you now. Everybody listening, this was over a decade ago. It it was a long time ago. (laughs) It was a long time ago. So he is a skilled adjuster. That's right. He adjusts Jennifer Mm -hmm. regularly. And I think Mel still needs to experience him. That's right. I'm waiting, Mel. I'm (laughs) waiting, Mel. So tell us. So I want to go into, for people that have never experienced chiropractic, you guys have the lowest insurance when it comes to what is it what kind of insurance malpractice
2: insurance and that's okay. one thing I think you know with chiropractic that's always especially people who have never really experienced chiropractic I think one of the things that people are always concerned with or asking about is you know how safe we are as chiropractors Not have people that in my they, practice it looks like you're breaking right well I mean now with the, exactly with the videos people see and and things like that you know that's one of the first things that people ask are you know how safe we are and I think one of the one of the biggest examples that I always use when I'm trying to explain how safe we are as chiropractors I tell them to you know go ask your medical doctor how much money they pay for my practice insurance every year and i'll tell you what i pay and i think we pay maybe under $2000 a year for my wow. practice insurance I mean, that's and medical less doctors than what I pay you know at the they did it, some I mean, we pay very very little because we're so safe and that's mm. something i think you know insurance just from a very you know non-bias you know a judgment zone you know insurance is a really you know great judgment of how safe something is and i think when you look at how little we as chiropractors pay for my practice insurance compared to what medical doctors pay for my practice insurance I'd say we're probably the uh, the safer option.
1: I will say, though, mm. because I have so much experience because of my stepfather, and I remember his practice, there are some chiropractors out there that do not do x-rays when they first initially have a patient, but you guys always do. Well, we, so,
2: we do them when medically necessary. I mean, x-rays aren't something you need with every patient. No, but, but after, I mean, like,
1: mostly, right? Right.
2: I mean, after we do an exam, I mean, certainly if somebody has something come up on the exam that, you know, that warrants question or, you know, you know that warrants a little more investigation. The, the x-ray is a great tool to make sure that what we do is being done safely. But there
1: are some chiropractors that don't have to There are. There
2: are. And again, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's
1: expensive. It, it's so a very some of them it's big investment. I would mm-hmm. and you paid over 10 years ago, it was like 55,000. Yeah, about
2: 55 grand just for the x-ray machine. Yeah. So it was, and that
1: was, it would be more now because right. of, you know, inflation yeah. and whatnot. But I always felt like, that was that's a nice gauge on a chiropractor if they have invested in something Mm -hmm. like that so if they need that tool they can use it right rather than people who don't have the means or the ability to they're just kind of if -hmm. there's something that they may want to investigate further they have to refer
2: it out right and that's something that you know i do see quite a bit i think you know one of the I know one you know know, there are a few practices around you know one of the practices more of a franchise practice the joint you know that's Mm -hmm. basically you know they you know, people go in there for the adjustment. And, I, you know, one thing I will give them credit for, you know, I, I actually have had many times where patients have gone to the joint with, you know, with, you know, after an auto accident injury or after some kind of a traumatic injury. And a lot of times the doctors there will send them my way because they know that we're equipped to, you know, do yeah, the proper. Yeah, X guys So I think it's something that as long as you're, as a, as a doctor, if you don't have the right tools to do the proper exam, as long as you're willing to refer that patient out somewhere else, that's, that, that's the right way to do And you've referred them
1: it. to orthopedics. Absolutely. And orthopedics have referred patients to you. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I think that's the one thing that Chad mm-hmm. has always or Dr. Anderson has always believed is that you know, he can take it so far, right. but there are some cases and circumstances where it's medically necessary to use a different type of physician. Exactly. And you're not scared
2: Exactly to
1: refer them out. And they have actually found, which I found interesting, is more physicians are referring to you mm-hmm. than they did even a decade ago, right? I think that's
2: one thing. I think chiropractic as a profession, we really have come a long way from, you know, the early years of the chiropractic. I know back in the early years, you know, we've been around. That's one thing, too. A lot of people that don't understand chiropractic, they think it's some, you know, some new age technology, some new thing. I mean, we've been around since 1895. Mm -hmm. Our profession is is pretty old, but, you know, some of the back in the early years with chiropractic, you know, it was, you know, it was such a battle between the chiropractic profession, the medical profession. And I think it really came down to just a power struggle. And I think, you know, there was it was, you know, just this mindset of us against them. And, you know, you know, we wanted everyone to be chiropractic patients. They wanted people to be medical patients. And I think that that did kind of carry on for a long time. But now I think with you know, just with technology and with better education, people understand what we do as chiropractors, we do work so much closer together now to why I think we are a a very important, you know, piece to the puzzle, you know, just with in the medical realm. And I think that's something that, you know, is, is really beneficial to patients now that we can all work together. That's not us against them, that we all kind of have our place in our niche. And that's something that we kind of pride ourselves on in our practice is that we work very closely with the medical community.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and and here's another thing too that people When you're adjusting, let's say a newborn or an infant, Mm -hmm. your adjusting technique is different, right?
2: Absolutely. And
1: going back to you guys started in 1895, my grandmother, because I don't want to forget saying this, in the 1930s, she was a chiropractic patient. Mm -hmm. And she was, even before she passed, always an advocate for chiropractic. And really, before it was mainstream per se, because she has scoliosis or had Mm -hmm. scoliosis, and it was a huge help for her. But going back, when you adjust an infant Mm -hmm. versus. An adult that has no issues or limitations, there is a little bit. You don't have to manipulate an infant as much as you do. Exactly. I
2: mean, with you know, I think just with you know, with with patients in general. I mean, some people are much easier to adjust than others, and I think a lot of it comes down to you know what kind of you know what kind of muscle tone they have, how much you know inflammation, how much resistance we have with muscular imbalances and things like that. Where if you take a younger patient that really doesn't have issues with muscle spasms and things like that, I mean, you know, with them it's just real you know, real light touch, real light, just to kind of mobilize the joints. You're not really, you know, having to go through and, you know, relax muscles prior to the adjustment. You know, you're not having to put them on therapy for 30 minutes prior. So it's definitely, you know, the techniques that we use, you really vary quite a bit from patient to patient.
1: And do you ever use activator?
2: I actually do. I I have an activator in my office. I mean, I, I mean, there are a lot of different ways. Activator is, it's an adjusting tool that some chiropractors use. And again, I mean, through my years of practice, I get much better results with a hands-on manual adjustment. But, I mean, I do like to have the activator in my practice because there are some patients Your that— Your father liked I, My father loved the activator, and I think it's, it's a, it's, it is a way what to adjust. It? It's a little it's like spring-loaded little tool clink, little that you can tool. basically just apply direct pressure to the vertebrae. The yeah. You kind of oh. click yeah. the tool, and it mobilizes the joint you know i would say you know they are effective i feel like i get much better results with my hands on manual adjustments but there are some people who I don't they just like they don't yeah. want to get they don't want, want to get you know they don't want to adjustment. hear hear any noise they don't want oh, yeah, to they don't want, want to get get adjusted there. the manual oh, you way need to.
1: If you're if you're riding with us, you got to have a full manual adjustment. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna do it the <laughs> old-fashioned way. Right? No, I want,
2: the, I want I want him to do it. <laughs> oh, not, yes. oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
1: You don't want you right. don't want the clicking. Yeah, tool. yeah. I yeah. mean, I used
0: to go weekly to have it done because I was getting really bad migraines. Yeah. So their... they would do a full with their hands. Yeah, I was going to the one of the local places. Okay, and I was oh. once a week. But I will yeah. say, yeah, I can ever so I did that for probably two years. But my headaches went away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now every time I turn my head, I can hear a little clicking, like. I don't
2: know. I think it's time to get adjusted again, like, Yeah, uh,
0: But it's not just me. I actually had asked Austin about it. And he's like, yeah, when Chad's on today, make sure you ask him, is it normal when you turn your head, you can hear like a little bit of a... Well, sometimes I can. you
2: can. It's called crepitus. I, I mean, anytime the joints aren't moving old. and gliding properly. Okay. It's gonna... your
0: age. Okay. I'm not getting old. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're
2: going to get old. we going to get old. We're going to get old. we
0: 39. We be 39. <laughs> but no, when you turn your head, you don't... I,
1: I hear it.
2: Yeah. I mean, but sometimes... it only
1: happened once I got adjusted.
2: What, maybe you, or maybe to you just readjusted. noticed it, <laughs> too. Yeah.
1: A lot of times, like, tinnitus in your ear. you Like, I have tinnitus, but I don't mm-hmm. really think about it, and therefore I don't hear it, but it's there. i to need to come get adjusted. Yeah, I will gonna... say it probably would help.
2: Yeah, absolutely yeah. would. Yeah, yeah.
1: and you—so when somebody is getting adjusted the first time, I know—and this is such an interesting thing when I first started working with you— I had the behind the scenes. I was the chiropractic assistant, the office manager and whatnot. But we had our brand new patients when they had first get adjusted, sometimes they felt like they had been, you know, like they were, they were sore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny because they still come back for more. So it's mm-hmm. not that intense. But people should understand that when they have their first adjustment, they could get sore. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that there's something that went wrong with it. It just means what?
2: I always explain it, you know, you know, a lot of times going to the, you know, getting adjusted the first time, it's almost like going to the gym for the first time. I mean, oh. a lot of times if mm-hmm. if joints aren't moving properly, certain mm-hmm. muscles aren't engaging, aren't activating properly, it's it's almost like once we get those joints moving the proper way and get muscles working in it, that, that that might be the first time that muscle's engaged properly in years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once those muscles have been on vacation for a long time and now we get those those muscles and joints working the right way, mm-hmm. it can be like going to the gym for the first time. It can cause some soreness. But, you know, once we kind of get through that initial adjustment, kind of get everything working properly, you know, the spine functioning properly, that soreness goes away. And I think that's something that as a chiropractor, you need to make sure that you explain that to the patients up front. This mm-hmm. is what you might expect, because if you don't... Yeah, then, then they, they get freaked right. out.
1: They yeah. think, "Guys, something traumatic happening. I think one me. thing
2: we do in our office as well, I think there are things that you can do and ways that we can adjust to really minimize that quite a bit. But did I cut you off? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Keep yeah. rolling. Keep rolling. <laughs> right. You got- and the foot level the but I think there are some things that we do in our practice to really minimize the soreness. I think sometimes, you know, we do a lot of the soft tissue therapy in the practice. We do moist heat therapy, therapeutic muscle mm-hmm. stimulation. We, do, we have an intersegmental traction table. And they're all things that we do just to, I kind of explain it, preparing the body to be adjusted to where if those muscles are loosened up and they're not fighting me so much during the adjustment, a lot of times they don't go through how the long, trauma. That, how long
1: is an adjustment for you?
2: How long does the actual yeah. adjustment last? I mean, I Like I mean, an
1: existing patient. You come in and out, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, depending on what they're doing, I mean, if somebody's going through, you know, all the soft tissue therapies in the practice as well, you know, from the time they walk into the office, you know, they might be on, you know, moist heat therapy and muscle stimulation for 15 minutes. Okay. We'll, you know, flip them around, do traction for 10 minutes. Once they actually get to me and it's time for the adjustment portion of the visit, I mean, I can normally adjust somebody in under five minutes okay. unless they yeah. have something new going on. If they, if they have a new problem or something, you know, if I have to do something a little more extensive, it might take a little longer. But typically, just a, a full spine adjustment, I can you know normally kind of get what's through that, that, that under movement
1: five minutes. That Jennifer
2: and I like where we put our hands well, behind. That's not not really a. <laughs> that's, that's right. Time. That's kind right. of. That's, that's, really, that's, that's real. I want
0: you to. That's that's <laughs> like that's a your question. it?
2: It's not really in the uh, chiropractic textbooks. <laughs> it's kind of a It's a it's a different maneuver. It's something that's what's
1: it called? It's a decompression.
0: I tell you,
2: there really isn't a name for it. It's it's more of a long lever manipulation, and actually, it kind of comes from from another, you know, realm in the health field, osteopaths. You've had Osteopathic that, right? medicine, mm-hmm. they use oh. a lot of long lever adjustments, and that's something a lot of, you know, some chiropractors have kind of taken a few of the osteopathic techniques and kind of morphed them into our own, but it's, do you it's,
1: ever use it with patients? That, I do. That there okay. are some
2: people that you know, if you know, I use it a lot with our pregnant patients. I yeah, think he a, used
1: a, it when I was yeah. pregnant. Because there are some
2: some times where certain adjustments that I might do with a patient lying prone do you do or that face down thing with
1: them when they're pregnant. I, too, I, like there's being, a lot of different things yeah. we do during with pregnancy. His, he <laughs> would he would do some sort of thing where he would kind of like pull. What was it like? My it's just a
2: it's a long lever traction on of my the femur leg, and the leg, and it, it would,
1: helped my sciatic pain. Yeah, my side pain significantly yeah I've been laying down, and I'm like, I can't get up. Yeah. No. <laughs> Has yeah. he done that one with, no. Has he, the hip one?
2: i normally do that. Yeah, do yeah. you know what, Up I, I think he posture. may have
1: because you I had, have yeah, and you're, he you saw at one point Jennifer's leg was a lot shorter than the yeah, other.
3: That's <laughs> one thing yeah. that's interesting. Bodies like this.
1: Yeah, and after you adjust them, it kind of levels them out, right? Well, a
2: lot of times it will. I mean, I, you know, we as humans are such a one-side dominant creature. You know, I find mm-hmm. that most people, you know, you're either right-handed, you're left-handed, so yeah. we develop a lot of muscular imbalance. And, um, you know, over time, if, if one side of the body is, is you know, overworking the other side, it'll it'll raise the hips on one side. It'll, it'll make one leg seem shorter. And with the adjustments, if we can really start to relax that muscle tone and mobilize the joints, the body wants to sit in a more neutral state. So after the adjustments, a lot of times hmm. we can level the legs as well.
3: I
0: like that. And What's right. the reasons that you feel like people need to go see a chiropractor? Like if someone just has never experienced support. like what would be the specific reason? I think it really
2: varies from from patient to patient. I'd say, you know, most people that, you know, that don't come from a chiropractic family, don't come from a chiropractic background, that don't really, you know, have a history of chiropractic, I'd say the things that probably bring them, you know, into our practice are normally, you know, neck pain, headaches, lower back pain, static pain down the legs. But, you know, those patients, once they, once they come in as patients and we get them feeling better, they find that, you know, even after those problems are resolved, they just, Feel better, you know. Their bodies are functioning better and more Mm -hmm. properly after after the adjustment. So they typically, you know, they typically continue to take advantage of the chiropractic care, you know, long after we fix that that acute issue that brought them in. Mm -hmm. And there are patients that you know they just come from a chiropractic family. They've been going to chiropractors forever, and they just come in as as maintenance patients. They come in without problems, and the reason they come in is working out. Yeah, yeah. really
1: good recovery. Yeah, very good recovery. Right,
2: and we see, you know, we see a lot of different things in the practice, and you there there are things that people come in with one problem and they don't really mention other issues that they've had going on. And then after we get to working on them for a little while, they say, you know, I never mentioned, you know, this blood pressure that's getting better now. And this, you know, yeah. and this, you know, I, I didn't tell you about this yeah. dizziness I was having, and now I'm feeling better. And, and I say, you know, as much as I'd love to take all the credit for that, I didn't really do anything. I just allowed your body to do its job and heal itself. Yeah. And you and have that's, massage therapists in
1: your practice as well, right? We do.
2: We have two, we have two amazing massage therapists in the practice. And I'm a,
1: this podcast for free massages. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs>
2: two minutes, two minutes Realty is going to be giving away Q Clans <laughs> for, for free massage in the practice. So, yes,
1: totally kidding. So, call Teen Anderson Realty for your, for your free massage. And come on over because you, you have two. Mm-hmm. There are openings more, there's more availability than somebody who has like one,
2: right? And that's really why we added therapist. a second massage therapist. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing under massage therapy has always been a very big part of our practice and I think the one downside to massage therapy, especially once you get a really good therapist that I mean they can physically only see one per one person per mm-hmm. hour so it's one of those you know that was the only problem we ever had with a lot of our great massage therapists was they would get busy so fast mm-hmm. and that we had so many people wanting. To get in for that massage and we weren't able to get them in you know what, so I, we, love, you know
1: what I love about your massage therapist who does my father see in he your sees practice chris, chris. and yep. so i am big into making sure that my dad just has like coconut like oil on his body mm-hmm. even though they use a lot of organic products and and nice good products for their oils he had no problem mm-hmm using that what you wanted to for mm-hmm. my father and my it's just such a it's made a huge difference oh, yeah. for him. So he and he never he never got the last time he had a massage was in the seventies. Oh wow. And mm. he said that he didn't realize he never realizes how much he needs it until he gets it. Right. And it's a huge whether it's chiropractic or massage therapy incorporating that stuff into your lifestyle can really Mm -hmm. aid, I think, in not just longevity, but quality of life. Absolutely. Because I know Jennifer, she doesn't get in enough, but she should get in more frequently. Mel's never, never been adjusted by him. I think it's time.
0: I think it's time. I think we're there. That's right. I think we're there. So I have a question. So when you have a massage, it Mm -hmm. releases toxins in your body, Mm -hmm. right? That's why we drink a lot of water afterwards. Your dad wasn't feeling well when we had the the one in Arizona. Yeah, I think she yeah. was
1: like a like a sh-
0: not a shaman, but like right. something. Which is why most massage therapists encourage you, you after massage to so drink a lot of yeah. water to flush that out. It's but lymphatic system, right? My now. question would be: Is it when you do an adjustment? Again, I've been adjusted for a few years, but when you do an adjustment, does it release toxins in your body the same way that a massage therapist does? Not
2: massages? necessarily releasing toxins because okay. you know with the massage, you know, they're physically you know you know really going Muscle. through and, and working on the musculature okay. fiber because a lot of times you know one of the one of the byproducts of muscle contraction is lactic acid so a lot of times when you get to trigger points you get those knots in the muscles a lot of times what those knots are it's just an accumulation of lactic acid in the muscle. so when the massage therapist is really working on those trigger points working on those knots what they're really doing they're kind of releasing that into the body and you're, you, know, you really have to make sure after the massage that you're drinking a lot of water to flush it out of the system with a with an adjustment you know there's really there's really, you know, it's it's less work on the soft tissue, more work on the spinal level specifically. So there, okay. there's not really a release does of it toxins release endorphins? per se. It does. I mean, it it really, you know, with the adjustment, we're, you know, we're really stimulating the central nervous system.
1: Does yeah. popping create arthritis? That
2: is a myth. I know. That is That's a myth. why I'm okay. mentioning it. That is a myth.
1: Yeah. You know, the fingers, when yeah. you hear that, yeah. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Let just gas releasing out of the blood <laughs> capsule. <laughs> that that is a myth. <laughs> I love it.
2: Mythbusters. Oh.
1: So that is not anything. Does it help or does it not help or?
2: When you're popping your knuckles, I think, you know, as, as long as you're taking that joint through the normal range, range of motion, motion, you know, it's not causing any harm. But, you know, sometimes when you start taking your joints the opposite direction, oh, yeah, that, you know, it's that. not the popping isn't what's causing the damage. It's just taking that joint through a, you know, through a range of motion that isn't normal for that joint. Mm. So as long as you're taking your joints through that normal range of motion, you feel the cavitation. It's, it's just gases releasing out of the joint capsule.
1: And the people that work for you to be a chiropractic assistant, it's not just they have to go through a certain level of training. Right? They do
2: now, and that's something that that is relatively new. I, I guess they've they've been requiring this the CA certification, chiropractic assistant certification. I think they started doing that. I think it was again. Don't quote me on the dates. I think it may have been around 2012 or so. And I think it's it's really been kind of a nice thing. And I think the reason our state started doing that was was really based on insurance because I mean we as chiropractors for years have been able to you know, bring in staff and kind of train them ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, on what they need to do in the office as a chiropractic assistant. But what started happening, you started seeing a lot of these, these insurance companies that were starting to refuse paying for modalities that weren't provided by a certified oh, practitioner. Interesting. So what our state association did to kind of jump a, you know, jump a step ahead of that, they decided to start certifying our, our chiropractic assistants to where if insurance companies ever tried to deny paying for a service, you know, based on someone not being certified, they can't really do that with our profession because our, our assistants are certified. What does that look assistants. like to get certified? I believe it is a 50-hour course. Most of it's online. There is a, uh, there's a, there's a, a test portion that the girls have to, I believe they have and to get it. And some
1: people don't pass that, right? They
2: are. I, I did. Yeah. I had an employee at one, one time, super nice kid. He was, you know, he was great. You know, patients liked him, but he couldn't pass the test. So it is something, yeah, it's so something it's not that, that easy. it's not, it's yeah. something that you definitely, I've, I have a few employees now that have been studying for it. And
1: does that certify them in x-ray as well? It or does not. Separate? There's an
2: extra certification for x-ray. What does that look like? That is, I believe that course there, I want to say that one is a 150 hour course, kind of similar thing. There's a, there's an online portion, then there's a practical portion where they have to just, you know, show their competence, their competency of, you know, patient positioning and, and getting the proper films. And I think with that, I think now it's much easier with the x ray certification now that most practices do have digital x ray. I know years ago when we had the the dark rooms and the film and the mm-hmm. processing, you know, that, that was a big part of the of the x ray certification was learning how to process the films. And now that it's digital, that that's that's yeah. simplified the process quite a bit. So I don't, I don't miss the dark. room. I remember
1: my, my stepfather, he had the dark room and he had these big films and they pushed them through the machine and it would, you know, it would take a while. It would take a
2: while. And it was, it was, it was risky. I mean, a lot of that stuff was very expensive. I remember one of the very first practices that that I ever worked at out in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, they they had the, they had the x-ray with the plain film x-ray and you've got to be very careful with the film. If you have the film box open, you can't turn the lights on or you ruin all the film. Oh wow! And we had a couple times where a couple girls that weren't paying attention in the X-ray in the X-ray processing room would you know flip that light on with the film box open, and they would. How much would that? It could be you know hundreds, if not thousands of dollars worth of film. Whoa! So it was a it was a risky situation as well. So I I am a big fan of digital X-ray. It Mm -hmm. is it has made life much easier.
1: And how many other associate doctors do you have working out of your practice?
2: Right now, there we do have three doctors total in in the practice. Uh, Myself, I'm pretty much just Monday through Friday right now. I do have another. Dr. Doctor Portner's there. He's there Monday through Fridays right now as well. Um, Dr. Todd Friesian, he's been there on Saturdays. Saturdays have been a little bit tricky, kind of going back and forth. With the Saturday hours, we, you know, it's, it's one of the hardest things with any business now is staffing oh, yeah. and, you know, trying to find staff because I've got, you know, we, we have a very open schedule throughout the week. So we kind of ran against the problem of, you know, having my great staff during the week. It was hard to find extra hours for them mm-hmm. to work Saturdays as well. And we had a, Few situations where we had some employees that were, you know, in college in school and they were able to do the Saturdays for us. Then once they kind of move on, get to a certain level, and they mm-hmm. weren't able to do Saturdays, it, it was really hard to to find that mix of something that someone You'll that only wanted to do Saturdays. We definitely there, want right? to. That's that's definitely something we plan on doing. Is you know, once we kind of get to a point where we can, you know, validate bring you on another employee to to cover the Saturdays. Yeah. So I think
1: that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I and like that you guys actually have like
0: a brick and mortar. Like it's a. Right. Another, you're not in a shopping center. Yeah. You're yeah. mm-hmm. actually like. I feel like I'm when I go by there every day, it's like a real doctor's office.
2: Well, I think one thing, too, that we do that a lot of patients do really enjoy is just the privacy we have in our practice. I think something, you know, I've been to other practices that, you know, you know, a lot of the soft tissue therapy that, that we talked about earlier with the moist heat therapy, the muscle stimulation, you know, a lot of. A lot of offices, you know, a lot of offices have just one big room with all these beds next to each other. and They all just land there. You're looking at your neighbor. It's
0: not private at all. It's not. In our
2: practice, we've got, you know, very private, Mm -hmm. you know, therapy bays. That is, you know, you're you're the only one in the room. You get to Mm -hmm. really relax and, you know, kind of unplug in there. And as well as our adjusting rooms as well, we have separate rooms where it's just the doctor and the patient in the adjusting rooms as well. So it's very private.
0: Yeah, I agree. I like like that. Just because the hardest part for me when you're getting adjusted is your neck
2: yeah well it, it is funny how some patients i mean we all, we always kind of joke and just call it forced relaxation because a lot of the oh, patients yeah. when they come in for the you know 15 20 minutes of therapy i mean that's probably the only relaxation Meditation some people get they well, do yeah. patients true. love it because i mean you're, your, your life is so busy yeah. you're on the go yeah. and when you come in and we say you must lay down and relax yeah. yes yeah. sir they lay down and it's, oh, yeah. they, it's people love time. it yeah. and i think it's, it's something it's forced but it, but people yeah. love it when you're
1: acute <laughs> How often do you normally see people and when it's just maintenance
2: or really, just people
1: want it for their lifestyle, what right. do you see in terms of visitation? It really
2: varies from patient to patient. I mean, a lot of our patients that come in, you know, with, you know, some pretty acute pain issues, you know, they, they, they might come in three times a week for two or three weeks until that pain is gone. Maybe and I, more, right? Maybe more. And that, that's kind of, you know, and I think you know, kind of the way that we explain that to our patients, we kind of explain that, you know, if someone comes in, you know, they're on that eight or nine out of 10 on the pain scale. You know, I, I'm gonna have them come in you know, three times a week until the pain's gone, yeah, and that might be a week, it and might be two honestly, weeks, it might be three. Like, but I think I when had they, him adjust me mm-hmm. like
1: probably seven days a week when I fell off. My pony. I mm-hmm. that. And I know that Jennifer has used the portable tens unit that you sell. Oh, mm-hmm. that thing. Let's talk about great. that. Tell us ha- tell us the pain, why you had it, and then how that I helped you. What
3: was it from lifting? I think it was from doing I think it was squats, body yeah, weightlifting. I think something. you tweaked something. Yeah. I had like major pain she in was my lower back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got and, that too from yeah. that belt squat. And you guys slapped that pain unit on me. And I would just walk around with it on like. It was like a miracle when she was. It was instant pain reliever. Yeah. And those are, how much are those in your office? I want to
2: say we sell them for $40 in your office. I mean, they're they're very, and again, you could probably get on Amazon and find, you know, much more expensive versions of them, but they're all kind of the same thing.
1: Jennifer has a great great, testimonial, and me too, because I used it when I fell off my pony. That was Mm -hmm. a lifesaver, but Mm -hmm. you also used on me. Talk about the CBD products that you have. She loves it. I love it. We have some at the office, Mel, if you ever need it. Yeah,
2: we do have some some pretty awesome products in the office. You know, we obviously, you know, one of the most common things that a lot of chiropractors sell from a, you know, from a, you know, from a muscle, you know, muscle relaxing standpoint is the BioFreeze. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something, you know, years ago when BioFreeze first came out, it was pretty much they marketed it to chiropractors, and it was only sold in chiropractic offices. And then I think they did, because I, I want to say that the product was, was developed, you know, by a chiropractor. And then I think, you know, they, they, they started kind of branching off. I think some physical therapists started using it and, and things like that. But that was kind of the caveat with the BioFreeze for years is that it was, you know, it was only provided, you know, from a doctor, you know, from a chiropractor or a physical therapist. But I think from a business standpoint, I think the makers of BioFreeze realized that, you know, they could be making a lot more money if they sold this stuff at the drugstore Everywhere, as well. So now, yeah. mm-hmm. But people don't realize that the, the product you get in my office, it's BioFreeze Professional. And the uh. product you get at CVS or, or Walgreens or anywhere else, it's just biofreeze. It's a much different product than what we sell in the practice. But
1: when you got that CBD stuff, I right. didn't and even care about biofreeze. Right. And that's
2: kind of why we got the CBD. I actually had a colleague of mine, a friend I went to school with. He was uh, he was getting you know really big into using some of the CBD products at his practice down in Florida. And I remember we were I was in Florida for my ten year reunion. Him and I were talking about it a little bit, and he was just telling you know, telling me a little bit about the product and how his patients loved it. And I said, Well, heck, let's try the stuff in the practice. So We I ended up getting some, you know the CBD cream, and and what's neat about this cream, it comes in five different levels. It comes in a you know one, two, three, four, and five. And I'm obviously I you, I, I, I go home with you guys. I'm five? gonna give you the oh, five. I yeah, bring you guys okay. the five. Yeah, yeah. but you know, but it's but it's
1: everything. Oh, yeah, it, you again. Well, like I, I, oh, me it, yeah,
2: I mean, you don't need a lot of it. I, I remember no. when I first you know started getting you know getting interested in the product. I reached out to some of our vendors and I wanted to get some samples of it. So you, know, they they sent me a big pack of samples of you know all the different levels and. I was kind of busy with, with patients that day. I didn't have a whole lot of time to look at it. So they, it was one of those little packs. I may have given you guys a little sample packs, but I, you know, I was in between pages. I wanted to see how it worked, So I grabbed it, opened it up, put the whole thing on my shoulder, rubbed it in, and. I'm walking around, and like, I mean, it definitely had an odor to it, and I learned real fast that you don't need a lot of it. Yeah, just yeah, a little uh, bit of that product goes a long way because it is pretty. It's it's a you little. You put pricey. it on
1: my low back, mm-hmm. and I really thought that I broke yeah. my back, but I did not break my back. But it felt like oh, I yeah. was like I've played it on my
3: back. I've put it on my knees. Yeah, before. yeah. Oh, joint, and it really. Yeah, over here. And it's all natural, right?
2: It is. It it it, came, it comes from the cannabis plant, and yeah. it's. And I think one of the biggest things, you know, it's just the CBD oil. There's no THC in it. It's perfectly legal. That's too bad. I think bad. that's one of the things people, you know, get a little worried about when they, <laughs> when they get the CBD cream. You know, they, they worry about, am I going to take a drug test? Am I? But, I mean, the CBD cream is, You know what, though, no the body THC. doesn't
1: absorb through the skin stuff the way that, like, if you want to talk about Rick Simpson oil, he used it for skin cancer. That is the, one of the highest THCs you can put on your body. But you're not going to get high if you do that. Yeah.
2: The bugs attack the me over here. I
1: know. They don't like you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so if something like that even did have THC, it wouldn't make anybody high. It wouldn't. And I, I mean, think people,
2: when they, you know, when they have that concern, it's not really because they're afraid they're going to get high. It's because of their employment. It's like you hear true, so many stories of, of people, yeah. Yeah. you know, well, just.
1: poppy seeds. Mm-hmm. You can fail a drug test by and eating too bagel. many poppy seeds. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely, everything, yeah. and bagel. they think you're doing opiates. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's and one that like, we had no, to really. It's my bagel. Oh, <laughs> I'm <not yeah>. going <laughs> die. I'm gonna <dying. laughs> seeds. Right. <laughs> I just really like this.
2: That was something we really had to do our homework on before we decided to go with you know, the vendor that we used to get our CBD. Was to make sure that they assured us that there was no no THC in that in that product. Yeah, because I mean that that would be quite the. To talk to have with a patient if they came in and I sold that stuff to them and they got fired from their job well, because they failed a be drug test on the label, so right? So, here, so yeah, the, check. the product we have, I mean, you, you it's, it's totally legal. It's you, there's no THC. You can't get in trouble for it. But I mean, and I, I think with CBD creams as well. I mean, we we get a very, a very high quality product from a great manufacturer. I think mm-hmm. something with the CBD industry. I think now that it has become so mainstream, you really have to make sure you get a good product. Now I think you can go to any corner drugstore oh, and, find, and find CBD, you know, on the shelf. I think, you know, and some of that stuff you might have to be careful with. It might have things in it that might make you call a drug test. That's true.
1: Well, and there could be stuff. Even if your body doesn't absorb that much through the skin, there Mm -hmm. are still things that if you put on your skin, it does absorb it. And so you should be careful that what you're putting in your body is a healthy product. Mm
2: -hmm. We have It's a great product that we sell, and, you know, patients love it.
1: And do you adjust kids in your practice? We
2: do. We certainly do see kids now. There are some chiropractors that kind of specialize in pediatrics. Some we but, don't specialize I mean, in pediatrics. Absolutely, you're capable. Absolutely, and you're
1: comfortable. Yeah,
2: absolutely, that's
1: the one thing they might specialize in it. But I have seen babies come in to get adjusted. Didn't you help somebody like with their childhood colic or yeah?
2: There's a lot of little things that you know chiropractic just, can really like, help with. Talk us
1: about a story. I like. I remember. I think somebody there was a child that had ear tubes. Maybe that you had helped. Like it just made it better right. for the child or right. less well, of an I issue. I think really,
2: you know, one you know a real big issue with a lot of children are the chronic ear infections, mm-hmm. and that's one thing. I mean, a lot of times, you know, with the chronic ear inf- infections in kids, you know, one of the biggest reasons some kids develop the chronic ear infections is really just because of the level the level of the eustachian tubes. I mean, as we get older, you mm-hmm. know, when we're born, the eustachian tubes are on a pretty Parallel plane, and as we get older, they start to drop down a little bit exteriorly, so that you know the, the body's able to drain okay. more more effectively. And what happens with a lot of kids if they have any kind of a little cold or allergen or anything, and their body's producing you know you know different you know mucus and things like that within the body, and that and if that drainage, if the eustachian tubes are level, and that drainage comes inward as opposed to outward, mm-hmm. it can cause a lot of inflammation in the in, in the inner ear and, and, and cause the ear infections. And one thing. With chiropractic, you know, just by, you know, kind of, you know, loosening up, loosening up any kind of muscle spasms in the neck, getting everything mobilized. You know, really what we're doing, we're just kind of allowing that drainage to kind of drain outward as opposed to inward. And it really can be quite effective with, with kids with chronic ear infections. Tell us a something... story
1: of somebody, a patient that you have adjusted, it could be an adult, a child, that mm-hmm. it, it changed their perception of chiropractic.
2: I'll tell you, I mean, there are a lot of things with chiropractic that I, you know, Tell us even a
1: specific
0: story. Specific
2: story. Yeah. I mean, just some, just some cool stories. And again, I mean, I remember back in school, you know, I've always been the type that, would well, you guys know this about me? You know, I, you know, we can talk about things, but until I see something happen, I'm going to be skeptical about it. Oh, and yeah, I'm yeah. even back in school.
1: He's a chiropractor. Like, I'm skeptical about
2: well,
3: this Well, I mean, I remember back 70. in school,
2: I mean, you know, back in school, you're learning about the, you know, all the foundations of chiropractic and what it can do, what it can't do. And I remember, you know, one of the things learning in certain classes, you know, one of the things that kind of seemed. Crazy to me at the time was, you know, they they were saying that chiropractic can help kids that have, you know, bedwetting issues. Now I remember learning about that. And I said, oh, that you know, cool story, but I'm not gonna put that on my, you know, on my postcards or anything. That seems a little crazy. And I mean, I had never seen it happen. I'd never done that. But uh, I mean, I, I remember learning about that in school. And I remember I had a patient one time who, you know, she came in and she was talking about her her son who was having chronic bedwetting. And I, you know, again with the internet, she got online and read somewhere uh, that chiropractic can you know, help.
0: And you're like, absolutely, asking she I can help about you. it, and I I'm like, you this. know what?
2: I was like, I I remember hearing about this in school, and from a medical standpoint, I, I see the connection, you know, because you know the brain controls the entire body. Yeah. You know, the, the, the same way the brain connects to the arms, legs, the brain connects to the bladder, and the way it does that is through the central nervous system. And I said, you know, again, I'll be honest, I I don't have a great track. I've never tried this with a kid. I, I don't know that it's going to work, but heck, you know, let, let's give it a whirl. And she brought her son in, who was having chronic chronic bedwetting issues, and we started working on him. I think I adjusted him two times that week. Mom came in that next week, ecstatic, saying. He, he's better. He hasn't wet his bed since. How old was he? He was, he was probably he was four or five years old. He, oh, was, a, so he was a he was little still guy. a little guy, he, he was, and that was one of those things. I mean, it was. And now I'm I'm a believer. I mean, it, it certainly can. Just that ah. that connection from the brain to the bladder, you know, by just normalizing that that connection by trying to you know, and again, what I didn't have a magic bedwetting adjustment. I just kind of went through his spine and just you know kind of found areas that weren't moving the right way, and I really you know kind of focused on the lumbar spine. The sacral plexus and, and we adjust a little guy and i was like let's see what this does can you and
1: adjust the what is your the last bone the tailbone the bone? coccyx can you adjust that
2: you can't adjust that how
1: do you adjust that
2: I, i'd have to call my malpractice the uh, carrier first before we <laughs> there, there there are there are techniques to adjust the coccyx is it and it's, it, it's it's called the internal coccyx adjustment <laughs> another adjustment that i have yet to perform in my practice i will probably refer them now. if
1: you're hearing this uh, but yes, he the, is so down. Yeah, <laughs> that is.
2: Yeah, that is. He something, want to but make I, a phone I, I'll tell Luckily, <laughs> I live in the south. Moves. Yeah, that's right. But luckily, I live in the south, and we don't see <laughs> this a whole lot. <laughs> Miss Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again. did. We don't Are we doing this on next week's spot? No, <laughs> no, but I do remember back in school. You know, you go, again, going through these classes, learning about all the techniques. We had a professor who was at our school and he practiced before he became a a professor, he practiced up North and he had a practice. I think he was up in where he was up in the Northeast somewhere, a place that got a lot of snow, a lot of ice. And uh, he said, uh, you know, one of the, the, the biggest adjustments that he did in his practice were people who were out, they slipped on the ice, they fell down and fractured the toxics. Oh yeah. And he, and he was the, So if
1: they fracture, you want to like put it back in the other direction. Well, What is,
2: what is
3: the maneuver? (laughs) 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 Yeah.
2: (laughs) <laughs> no but it's a it is a, it, it, it's, a, it's an Wait, inter- so it
3: goes
1: like this i mean so it's like your pocket it, so it's kind of your. you, have, if, you the, if you have
2: the coccyx okay. and it's and it's Factured. it's basically it's in a malposition you can do that anterior you
1: deliver, basically too. you would
2: you would and again that that is that another off. another way a lot of women fracture their coccyx is through childbirth
1: i learned that from and rebecca yep and there there are times uh, that yeah. that's in there so could you help
2: there are some different ways to Address the coccyx. There's some um, kind of some more of a doing, you know, doing it from the outside, some tissue pools where you kind of, you okay. know, can kind of stretch. But again, there is an adjustment called the internal coccyx adjustment where doctors would glove up and they would, yeah. and they would internally.
3: And you've position. never, you've never done this. I
2: have never done this. You know, I this feel like there's that,
3: uh, a first time for everything. I we, think so. We, so we, we did not, we did not
2: practice this
3: you were also
1: certified to do acupuncture. I
2: I was at one time, yes. Are I, you uh, still? I believe I different? I believe I probably am still legally able to perform it. But uh, I think with me again, you know, it's one of those things. I'm the type that if I don't understand something or know something, I want to experience it. And I remember in my early yeah. years of practice, I had a lot of people asking me about acupuncture, and at the time, I didn't really know much about it. And I remember hearing that there was a course in North Carolina that chiropractors could take. I believe it was. It was 90. It was a pretty long course. It was, how many hours was that? It was like a 500-hour course um, that we as chiropractors could take to be certified in acupuncture. It, right? And I, I did the course, and I, I, mean, it was, I learned a lot about it. I was I,
1: really upset when he didn't incorporate well, I, mean, I, mean, I into I, his I, practice. Acupuncture
2: yeah. is, I mean, I think it's something that, you know, after talking to some acupuncturists who do nothing but acupuncture, and you know, they, they went to school for acupuncture, studied acupuncture for years and years. I feel like, you know, the, the course that I took as a chiropractor, in my opinion, wasn't really adequate. To be a master at but chiropractic, you at at, least at acupuncture. Have experienced I have experience in it. Like... I practiced on colleagues in, in class. You, yeah. But it was one of those things. I and mean, I, I I know some acupuncturists I around town yourself. that uh,
1: I would let them.
2: Yeah. But I mean, would
1: you do it on me? You're certified.
2: I don't remember what I'd practice on you. Okay, i practice you. Yeah. 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 But so I mean, you know, I, I think as a chiropractor, I a think, you know, my, <laughs> my yeah. specialty is chiropractic. And I think, you know, f- for as much as I learned about acupuncture, I also realized that there was so much more to it that I didn't learn in that course. And I think, you know, for me to spend time away from my practice doing acupuncture and, you know, would, you know, would be a disservice. Sense. It yeah. didn't make sense. And I think I, I have some colleagues in the area who, are, who do nothing but acupuncture. That's their specialty. And I think, you know, they are probably much better at it than, than my 500-hour five, course. So I feel like, you know, for the patient's well-being, I'd rather send my patients to them to have acupuncture done by someone who's a master at it. So and I, I felt like I wasn't a master after my 500-hour five, course. You guys
1: take all major insurance we for do. the most part, right? and um how do people because we're going to be wrapping this up how do they find you what's the address of your practice what's your website
2: we are uh, anderson chiropractic center we are right downtown holly springs we're right off of west holly springs road we're directly well, across a the few few from... off
1: west holly springs road
2: we're the only one off west holly springs road okay. now if you go to holly springs road you'll you'll find some other yeah. chiropractic we are the only ones off of west holly it Springs it looks road. like a
1: little ski chateau is. Yes, it's across the street from Walgreens. It is. We're right yeah. across from
2: Walgreens. I Honda used to say next to Rite Aid, but Rite Aid is not over there. So no, it's 131, no West 131 West Holly Springs Road, Road and right that's in downtown Holly Springs.
1: AndersonChiropracticCenter.com.
2: Absolutely, and our phone number is 919-552-0751.
1: Awesome. All major insurance is accepted, including didn't they open that up for veterans? We they do. That, that's much a, into that's that, another
2: awesome thing that we do. Yeah. We, we see a lot of veterans in the practice, and it's it's covered 100% by the VA. That's good.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So, so if you guys need yeah. an amazing chiropractor, I can definitely recommend him and jennifer yeah. can too and
3: i will be seeing, yeah recommend. and mel she
1: trusts him with her life so she'll I be do. seeing him
2: awesome well thank you ladies yeah
1: thanks for having yeah. us it's Dr. been a blast anderson.
2: i'll be back next week for the
1: demo right. <laughs> bye bye
2: thanks for listening to the tar
0: life podcast with top producing mega agent erica anderson if you've enjoyed this episode or found the content to be useful or fun please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.teamandersonrealty.com. We are actively serving the Triangle area, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, and the coastal regions of North Carolina. If you're looking to sell a home, please contact Team Anderson Realty to set up an in-person
2: or virtual consultation today.